0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the fourth episode of The World As We Know It with myself, Kyle Johnson.
1: And myself, Emily Wire.
0: And uh, we have a bit of a variety of topics today, uh, uh, two main topics that we're going to talk about. Um, it's been about two weeks since we were last able to record. Mm-hmm. And over those two weeks, it feels like there's only really been one uh, large uh, news story uh that's that's captured the world's attention really and that is the ongoing uh israeli-palestinian conflict Mm -hmm. specifically right now uh the uh israeli gazan slash hamas war whatever whatever you want to label it yep um so last time we had talked um we were just seeing the beginnings yes. of this uh, war emerging. so uh, I don't remember the exact date that we last talked about talked about it um, but it was a uh, I'm thinking it was about a week after the Hamas yes, attack.
1: I think so
0: and we were seeing the first of Israel's uh, mass bombings of the Gaza Strip um and a lot has happened over the past 2 weeks since then um Israel has continued to bo- bomb the Gaza strip um and there were a couple of very notable incidents um and and maybe what we'll do is we'll just uh we'll just go through some of these uh incidents and and mm-hmm. uh talk about uh talk about them and and see how much we can recollect from each of them so the the first one that comes to my mind uh the first major major incident uh was uh the bombing of the hospital yes um which at initial reports were saying that 500 people had died Mm -hmm. in that one bombing and uh that the hospital itself had been uh had been had been hit directly in the in the wake of the initial reports coming out that night uh, images the next day showed that the hospital wasn't hit directly uh, that there was mostly damage in the parking area and uh, I think it was it was kind of unclear how many people had actually been there and, and 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 were were killed by by the bomb yeah, and there was also some debate about where the missile came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Israelis uh, said that the bomb had been a misfire from I, I think they said from Lebanon or Syria. Uh, uh, was where they pointed the blame, not specifically at Hamas. Although some yeah. other some other uh, there was reports that it was. Hamas missile too and then uh
1: yeah lots of just not misinformation but just lots of different sides (laughs) I guess yeah
0: I I think every every different uh every different side of this conflict had a different answer for who was responsible and what actually happened um Mm -hmm. but honestly to me you know the i guess my initial reaction the night of as as the the initial reports were coming out was obviously this is horrifying yes um that they just bombed a hospital and 500 people just like that uh were dead yep um then the next day as, as stuff comes out i see so many people immediately leap to See, it wasn't that bad, and and it, it wasn't Israel's fault. And now, all, and and calling people anti Semitic for blaming Israel, or
1: oh my God, I. uh, uh
0: and yeah. I don't understand how how the narrative went from okay, Israel just did this mass terror attack to uh to this was actually a missile from a different Arab group that misfired, uh and we're a hundred percent sure of that, so now you can't talk about it at all. Uh it's like somewhere somewhere in the in the middle there, uh the truth lies. But yeah. I, I don't know the, the narrative almost I feel like turned immediately from what yes, I was seeing.
1: I no i saw that too i saw that too yeah it was it, it it really did go from oh my goodness this is absolutely horrible to um oh well you know it wasn't israel like you know it, it couldn't have been israel they they would never do something like that yeah
0: although they had already bombed this hospital <laughs> previously yeah you know uh <laughs> yeah i believe at, at the at the time that my numbers may not be a hundred percent perfect here, but I believe at the time that this hospital was bombed, Israel had actually bombed twenty-two hospitals. Um, wow! And uh, so th- you know, this was not a unique um, uh, uh, experience. Goodness uh, no! And, and not even unique for this this specific hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just unique in the kind of devastation that that it caused and the mass explosion that that came from it because um obviously it was at nighttime and a lot of the images that were coming from the explosion it looked like a a massive uh, yeah a a massive explosion um but i i despite the claims that this was an arab rocket i see absolutely no evidence to suggest that yes for sure this was an arab rocket
1: yeah
0: I don't know why we would assume or think that from circumstantial evidence because mm-hmm. um, I feel like basically the argument for that, at least that I saw in the immediate aftermath, is that basically Israel's missiles were much bigger, and if this was an Israeli rocket, it would have caused much more damage, which if you're trying to defend Israel, I don't know if that's the uh <laughs> that's the most effective argument, yeah.
1: yeah. Did you see the, um, I didn't, I only saw this, like, very briefly, so I it could have been, like, completely untrue, but that the, was it, like, the, I don't want to say the spokesperson for the Israeli government, but someone in that sphere tweeted something, um, that was, like, it made it seem like they thought that they were hitting somewhere else, but they, they, they had, um, admitted that it was them that bombed it but then obviously she deleted the tweet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I had her, I had seen that actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget yeah. the the specific details around that but yeah. there yeah.
1: there
0: was were some uh there were some early reports that this was yeah. confirmed by Israel to be them yeah. but uh yeah. but yeah, since then that's that's been retracted and oh, uh, like t- to me I don't know why there'd be any doubt that this was an Israeli rocket you know or, yeah. or a missile because Israel is currently bombing Gaza. Yes. Right. They they're the ones that are currently doing it. Yeah. So it, it it's not that big of a leap to imagine that they dropped this specific bomb when they're dropping thousands of bombs. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> like, I I it's not
1: agree with you.
0: Yeah. It, it's not crazy to make the safe assumption that this was Israel's doing. And even though, I was just going to say, even though the evidence is not as clear as it was the the night before, I still think the most likely uh, party responsible for this is Israel.
1: Definitely. 100%. Um,
0: Yeah. And, and again, I think despite who was responsible for this, that specific attack, um, Israel had previously bombed the hospital and they bombed much more in Gaza at the time of that attack so so we, we don't need to just uh, or didn't at the time need to all of a sudden excuse everything that Israel has done just because they didn't do this specific thing
1: if that yeah, was the I, case you know I really don't understand why people were and continue to be just so quick to defend them
0: yeah I uh, I
1: really like I really don't understand it. Um like are they not they they must just be not caring about Palestinian lives.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's like, honestly like
1: like there there's there's no other really explanation. You know, it's not like they don't yeah. know what's happening. Um, you know.
0: I I think that's a big part of it honestly is that that Palestinians are one of the most dehumanized groups mm-hmm. of people on the planet <clears throat> just worldwide you know by by obviously the uh the Israeli state the mm-hmm. IDF but also by western governments around the world and, yes. and and many different kind of uh news media institutions who you know basically do the bidding of of whatever the western s- states want yeah. um so so there is there is kind of a a general dehumanization of Palestinians and I I think that does have a big role. I think uh you know Israel uses the history of Jewish people to uh kind of almost as a bludgeon against mm-hmm. anybody who criticizes the thing that Israel's do that that is that Israel does. Um and they basically say that if we're not colonizing and bombing and uh interning palestinians the second holocaust is going to happen right that that, that's the kind of propaganda that 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 the israeli state cuts and unfortunately there are a lot of people in the west who believe that and they believe that if Palestinians were free, they would just murder Israelis. Uh, and 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 it's it's kind of gross that it's not kind of gross; it is very gross that 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 this kind of stereotype is just projected for an entire group of people
1: mm-hmm.
0: that that they can't, they're not worthy of self determination and self government and freedom because they're just bloodthirsty savages basically yeah is what is what the propaganda is and yeah. so many people buy into it and it seems like th- the way that they phrase it it seems like the good and progressive thing to do is to support jewish people because nobody yeah. wants to see uh, <clears throat> you know another holocaust or a genocide mm-hmm. of jewish people but it's so nefarious because they're using these arguments to get away with doing their own genocide.
1: Yeah, I th- yeah I think it's really interesting, like especially on TikTok, um, how many people I've seen just talking about something that Israel has done and how it's bad, and then someone else chimes in and they're like, "That's that's anti-Semitic," like yeah, like, no, <laughs> well, well that's it's just not. <laughs> that's the you other know, thing it's, that it's, you like you can't like. Anti-Semitism is horrible, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, And in throwing it around all the time, just for saying that Israeli, Israel bombing Palestine is bad, like you're not diminishing it, but you sort of are, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I, and I will say anti-Semitism is one of the oldest forms of bigotry. Uh, yes. that that still exists uh in the world today very very unfortunately and has obviously uh as everybody on the planet knows above the age of like 10 mm-hmm. uh has led to the worst atrocities yes ever committed by humans just ha- hands down um <clears throat> but the Israeli government likes to cut a lot of propaganda to link all of Jews to the state of Israel. You know? Mm-hmm. The the whole idea behind Israel is that Israel is the Jewish state. It mm-hmm. is it is the only state in the world that is uh was created for, run by, and populated with Jewish people. You know mm-hmm. that that and and they use that to then suggest that Israel is representative of all Jews. Mm-hmm.
1: Um
0: and so that makes it very difficult to criticize Israel for the gross human rights violations that they're doing without being accused of anti Semitism, without uh having to deal with these very difficult conversations and topics to go around. Uh and and it it's you know, I mean honestly it's a very solid defensive tactic for them to use because uh you know, what what do you say to someone when mm-hmm. they just write off all your criticisms as anti Semitism?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The conversation and, and ends es- there. And especially when like I I feel like a lot of the the, the people that I'm seeing are who are defending israel are jewish which yeah is is understandable i guess well and it's... then it's not understandable but i don't know the word but it's so then it, it almost becomes even harder then because then you're talking to a jewish person who is telling you that what you're saying is anti-semitic like do, do you know what i mean so yeah it's it's very hard to kind of get through i guess
0: and, and a lot of the, the propaganda that is being cut about this is convincing some Jews in the West that their their lives are currently in danger, that yeah. they're in danger of being attacked. Because the other thing that we've seen happen over this past two weeks are mass movements across the globe uh, of people in the West and obviously uh, in, in non-Western countries coming out and marching for Palestine Mm -hmm. and uh, we we saw uh, you know notably the big protests in London uh, London England that is not Ontario (laughs) Uh, that that was I think there were reports that it was anywhere from a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand people completely shut down the city Um, and you know massive protests in Toronto in you know across the United States Mm -hmm. Um, and I think this is where we've seen a lot of the backlash from Zionists calling everyone who marches in support for Palestine or speaks in support of Palestine anti-Semitic mm-hmm. um, and and inherently kind of justifying everything that Israel is doing right now uh, in Palestine by calling out the criticisms as anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um, so so I, I think the protests combined with the things that Israel and western media are saying about the conflict conflict are convincing genuinely convincing uh some western Jews that that their lives are in imminent danger in right future, now
1: yeah
0: yeah um which is is very sad and very disgusting uh for for the Israeli government and 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 other you know more uh, uh nefarious institutions to to <laughs> peddle this narrative because uh, they're currently doing that to Palestinians. It's it's not a yeah. fear. It's not a threat. It's not even a, a nightmare. It's actually happening in reality to Palestinians right now. Yeah, and I think that that's the kind of thing that really gets me about uh, you know Jewish Zionists and non Jewish Zionists who are coming out in defense of Israel right now is that they're talking about the prospects of a second holocaust there is a genocide happening right now as we speak and it will be uh it will be very bad if it does not stop very soon uh so to to kind of use that as a, def- a defense for what israel is doing is you know it's completely asinine and it's almost it's almost it's almost insulting that they use the imagined threat of a of a second Holocaust happening right now to defend the current genocide that Israel is carrying that,
1: out. that yeah, that they are committing, yeah, I know it, it really, yeah, it's disgusting.
0: And then you obviously you have people who are very well connected, and I mean, most major celebrities have come out uh in defense of Israel. You know, yes. Jew- Jewish and non-Jewish. You know, yeah. I-, I think the last thing that that either one of us want to 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 make it out to sound like uh, this is something that's targeted towards all Jewish people, because there have been many Jewish people who have come out in support of Palestine. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh Specifically, yes. a lot in the Orthodox Jewish community have have mm-hmm. uh, have really come out uh, in support of Palestinians, and yep. uh, and yeah, that uh, I feel like. It needs to be said, but it should go without saying, Uh, despite what the Israeli government wants you to believe, Israel does not speak for all Jews. And the Zionists do not speak for all Jews, and the people defending Israel do not speak for all Jews. They speak for themselves, you know. Exactly, yeah. Uh, And that's, that's the only way that you can really interpret these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But you know, then you have the people like Amy Schumer. I don't know if you've seen any. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who who just rapidly like uh, people who she doesn't need to do this. She can just put her phone in a box and 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 close her eyes and and completely divorce from this whole conversation, and her life mm-hmm. will be no different. Yeah. Um. But for but she's adamant mm-hmm. that she just wants to double down and say honestly some. Uh, heinously racist stuff about palestinians yeah, and arabs and muslims yep and and it's gross you know it, it's crazy that we're seeing liberals use the same kind of rhetoric that yeah. ben shapiro was using about yeah. i don't know if you know you know his quote about uh it was a tweet from a few years ago where he was like jews like to build and arabs like to live in open sewage or something like that mm-hmm. that right that liberals people who we would normally associate with like joe biden mm-hmm. are saying basically this same argument now
1: yeah 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 it's it's very weird it's very weird
0: and i think along with that the other thing that we are seeing and obviously there there is a rise in anti-semitism and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of bad faith actors who are yeah. using this yes. uh as as a way to attack jewish people and and be anti-semitic uh Mm -hmm. we don't want to say that that's not happening because obviously it is in in certain cases yes definitely um but the other thing that i think we're seeing even more is a rapid increase in the amounts of islamophobia Mm -hmm. in the west uh the likes that i feel like we haven't seen since the kind of the the war on terror years you know the post 9-11 years
1: yeah no i i saw um there was I, – or I, I follow um, three Palestinian sisters, um, and they live in Texas, and there was a – I think a Muslim woman was killed um, yeah. just, like, as kind of a random attack. Um, not random as in, you know, she was just out and then was killed. Wow. Um, and, it, yeah, just, like, all, like well, – and, again, stuff we haven't seen since – post 9 you know yeah yeah since people were quote-unquote scared
0: yeah and 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 i don't know if you saw uh too this was a, i think this was about a week ago that a landlord had um yes. had uh, uh uh you might have to help me with the details here if you remember but he killed a six-year-old child and shot the mother as well they were his tenants yeah, uh and they i i they i don't even think they were palestinian they were just Arab Muslims, I yes. believe. Yes. Yeah, right? they were. I think so, so.
1: Yeah, I don't think they were Palestinian.
0: So it's just really dangerous at this point the levels of Islam, uh, Islamophobia, and it happened so quickly. Um, the the how fast we reverted back to this kind of extreme Islamophobia. It's it, it, very very sad to see that happen
1: yeah and and like you like i think there there's kind of been an uptake on both sides yeah um of people just kind of using this as an excuse to you know hate muslims and hate jewish people you know like um the rise of both um islamophobia and anti-semitism yeah um have been kind of on the rise
0: yeah and i i think you know, I, I think anti-Semitism specifically is something that we've seen increase uh, over the past kind of just ten years in general. I agree. There, there's been a you know with with movements like QAnon and other kind mm-hmm. of neo-fascist movements in the West. Uh, they're still focused on anti-Semitic tropes, and uh, you know, the I I, th- I think uh, honestly, uh, sometimes a lot of the discourse about groomers and 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 linking them in with demons and dark forces and whenever you start to get that deep down the conspiracy rabbit hole it mm-hmm. always goes back to antisemitism always yeah. goes back to antisemitism
1: yeah feminism. yeah i yeah <clears throat> yeah
0: so so that's that's kind of been increasing independently of 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 what's going on in Israel and Ga- Gaza right now mm-hmm. um but i then i think an issue that really demonstrates uh Both in ways uh are these posters that I don't know if you've seen pop up the missing posters of uh Israelis who were captured or have been missing since the uh October seventh uh Hamas attack. Um, no, I
1: haven't
0: seen them. So across at le- at least across the West and, and specifically I've seen many of these posters in Ottawa. Um there were uh people who are in support of maybe in support of israel i guess uh but who are generally at least sympathetic to that uh that that side of the the conflict um made these missing posters again yeah for for israelis uh mm-hmm. and and other people who were captured or uh are just generally missing after that terrorist attack and uh they put them up all over cities in the West, um, and obviously, since they're putting them up in uh, a country that is halfway across the world from where they were actually taken, they're not put up in an in attempt to actually get them back or mm-hmm. to raise awareness, Yeah, or may- maybe raise awareness, I guess, but not for people to keep a lookout for these people or to try to find them yeah it's done as a deliberate way of trying to you know pull on people's heartstrings and yeah and, and you know it's in the uh most neutral way possible it is just propaganda yeah and a lot of them have been specifically put up in muslim communities um basically antagonizing them directly saying wow. that you are responsible for this yeah Uh, in a way obviously you can't you can't accuse anyone of that directly without them saying it specifically but that's in effect what putting these posters up in in muslim communities are doing um and then you've had a counter response to that for people who are more sympathetic to the palestinian side tearing these posters down and today i just saw uh it's the first time that i've seen these there were a couple of posters of uh Palestinians that that's wow. people have put up that instead of saying missing they say killed or murdered uh wow so i i think it's kind of it, the, the episode with the posters that that's happening right now cuz there there is a lot of discourse about uh, is it right to take these posters down uh, mm-hmm. which you know I, I i'm not i'm not sure how to feel about it cuz you know yeah. at at the end of the day the people on the on the missing posters they are actual people they are yeah. actually missing you know the, yeah. you know the, even though both of us are are sympathetic to palestinians obviously in this uh we obviously think the hamas attack was heinous yeah and, and and did did a lot of bad things and hurt a lot of innocent people um so there's that on the one hand but then then on the other hand there's the idea of what are these posters actually trying to accomplish
1: yeah especially putting them in prominent muslim communities yeah in,
0: in those cases it, i mean it's specifically to antagonize yeah. i really don't yeah. see an issue with taking those down yeah
1: yeah
0: um i actually saw someone take down one of these posters oh, really? and and yeah like I, I was waiting for for the bus to come home yeah. and uh there was a poster stuck up on one of these like um little uh i don't even know what they are but there, it was like a box kind of in the street that that's painted mm-hmm. and stuff like that um and there was a uh one of these missing posters put up on it and he just he just went over to it and just like ripped the front of the poster off uh wow. the main section of the poster and as you know in, in areas like that that are just kind of like generally more public areas that are getting mm-hmm. a lot of foot traffic i i don't know maybe it, maybe it's it's a little bit less acceptable to to Different do that
1: yeah but
0: even there, the purpose is is not again. It's not to actually find these people. It's
1: no. It's purely
0: it's to gin up support for Israel.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. So so, yeah. so to, to, to pull out the heartstrings, like you said.
0: Yeah. So so even though yes, there's real people on these actual posters, and they do need to be found and brought back and and let to go home.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that's not the intent of these posters. No. And. Certainly not. when they're being put up with malicious intent i i think it's kind of i think personally it's fair uh to to take issue with with having those posters around but i know it's a it's a kind of heated area right now um so yeah we we've there there's been obviously much more that that's happened but we we've been talking about this for a while um Kind of the last uh, major event that I, I wanted to cover about this was mm-hmm. the bombing of the refugee camp. Yeah, that just happened uh, yesterday, I believe. Right, November first. I was when think or or... So, or the day before maybe. or the day before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where I believe, let me. I'm gonna have to to fact check this uh very quickly, but I believe over a hundred people were killed close to close to hundred and fifty people refugees uh and this was an attack that um Israel took credit for right this this was yeah. this was not there was no dispute who was responsible for this uh this was uh this was uh, an Israeli attack and <clears throat> i don't know at this point it has it's so clear which side is the oppressor and which side is the oppressed right yeah yeah they're bombing refugee camps that's that's just something that is so sickening yeah uh, people fleeing the persecution that you're doing to them Mm-hmm. And then you bomb them when they try to flee, when they try to get yeah. to a little bit of safety where they think, they, they are, assume yeah. they're finally safe. Yeah, and it, it's know. just it, it, tr- truly horrifying, mm-hmm. and how how so many countries can still support Israel after that, not not even just support Israel kind of tacitly or or diplomatically, but countries like the U.S. and Canada, which are actively supporting the israeli uh war effort genocide effort mm-hmm. in palestine uh you know i don't know how in good conscience you could be a world leader you could be in a position like justin trudeau or joe biden and see them bomb a refugee camp and not have that affect
1: you at all did you see that today though um the tweet was very kind of fluffy but um justin trudeau did tweet about palestinians today um, uh
0: i don't know if I saw, I saw that specific tweet i can i can get her up here real quick I'm, okay it's probably I'm probably kidding. not too far down on his twitter is it uh
1: i don't think so no um he's doing lots today Goodness. <laughs> i thought it was today yeah um the price of justice cannot be cannot be the continued suffering of Palestinian civilians. When I sat down with Palestinian families today, they spoke about the loved ones they have lost in Gaza and about the pain, anger, trauma, and the grief they're feeling. They also spoke about concerns regarding their right to advocate without fear of reprisal for Palestinians to live in peace and security. Um, and just kind of goes on to say that, you know, he's committed to um, peace in the Middle East, basically. Um, which is fluffy but yeah i think has been the first time since uh
0: well, started.
1: since it started that he has talked about um palestinian people yeah um, uh, and, and hasn't uh, been gung-ho for israel yeah um so i don't i don't know if this kind of was the not sh- the tipping point that, but
0: straw the broke the camel's back kind of thing
1: yeah 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 um because i feel like you said it's just like there are certain things in the world that i feel like most people can agree is bad you know swastikas bombing refugee camps just just, you know general things your your average
0: your average evil you know
1: yeah Uh, yeah exactly just things that someone says it and you're like oh yeah that's bad yeah um so i don't know i think Yeah. yeah
0: at a certain point you can't you can't uh, as a world leader right politically you can't ignore
1: it right no goodness. yeah when when they're when they start to well I mean they have been committing horrible things but when they really when they do things like this there's there's no way around it you know and and that's kind of the
0: thing like we were talking about the hospital before and and there's so many there's so many examples of things happening where uh, there's kind of enough plausible deniability that yeah. that they can kind of you know israel and anyone defending them can weasel around it and weasel out mm-hmm. of it with something like this i mean there's no there's no getting out of it right it, we everyone no. sees what happened
1: yeah and i think i don't know if you saw but um a few weeks ago maybe after we last recorded um they so i think i'm not sure they were either gonna bomb were they gonna bomb the south of gaza or the yeah. north of gaza
0: They're, they were bombing uh they were bombing the, the south, but they were getting ready for a ground invasion. Of the yeah. yeah, and
1: so that they they had told people to <clears throat> to flee south, like you to flee. Yeah, so you had to be out or kind of gone by a certain day. Yeah. Um, and but then it came out that they were bombing the evacuation routes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you know it was talked about, but maybe not, and it wasn't on quite as big a scale as this. Um, so hopefully. You know as horrible as it is and you know but uh, hopefully it um it kind of gets some people's minds in check yeah as to what's actually happening
0: no i agree i and i think we need people continuing to call this out and to call it what it is i mean it's a it's a mass execution it's a mass extermination that's what the that's what israel is attempting uh yes and I think the more that we do call it what it is, the more that we do specifically use the word genocide and not kind of give ground on that territory, uh, I, I think that that's the kind of rhetoric that we need because cause we, we can't pull any punches really when it comes to getting this to end because th- this, be, this could be, you know, I can see this uh, ending very, very poorly uh um, yes one hundred percent so we'll
1: yeah if it, i mean if it, if it doesn't end soon yeah it, it will be of like they are committing genocide, and it it will continue to be that, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, and so we will we'll continue to talk about it and continue to Absolutely. to see what happens, but um you know, as much as we can sum up it. it it's been a kind of slow news uh news two weeks <laughs> yeah for for kind of canada in general i feel like yeah i uh, agree um but uh with this specific conflict it's been uh there's been a lot that's happened mm-hmm. uh so that that's our my best attempt anyways at kind of summarize summarizing the main points and talking about some of the key things that we, yeah, we've been no. seeing
1: for sure
0: um now, moving on to something a little bit lighter, kind of lighter, but uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll also have some anger for this one too, <laughs> in a different way. Yeah. Uh, just a few days ago, as we're recording this, uh, it's November second today, so two days ago, it was Halloween, and this year, more than any other year, I've heard a lot of people. First of all talking about the lack of trick or treaters
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh people pointing the blame at the phenomenon of trunker treats. So had had you heard of, of trunker treats before this year?
1: Yes, I had. Okay. Um, so yeah, so in uh, where in Saint John's, um and in our neighborhood, um there I think it started in covid i feel like but also before that because i can remember um i can remember i i worked at a dollar store and i can remember it was in october and this lady was coming in and she was buying a bunch of like treats and stuff for the trunk or treat she was having Mm. and i was like what is a trunk or treat um and so she explained it to me i and I, i my understanding is that um A bunch of cars park and kind of decorate and then kids go around you know quote unquote trick or treating i suppose trunk or treating um to everyone's trunk and Mm. there's you know so it's a lot of cars in one spot so a lot of treats in one spot you know yeah less likelihood for you know i guess lots of bad things that could happen to your kids um but my i always thought that these events were held like the weekend before halloween or something you know kind of like a community event um yeah to just be like oh, yay spooky season yeah um and it wasn't but, that
0: that big of a no
1: no it was just yeah it was just kind of like like you know a few like either like you know like a church organization like it's something like that you know just to put off some fun for the kids or something um but this year, especially, it seems that, one, it was held on Halloween. And two, that it's really kind of taken off. Yeah. Um and it's stolen rep- all the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's what I was about to say, is it seems that this has kind of replaced, at least this year, normal trick-or-treating.
1: Yeah. Um. Which is, it's kind of sad.
0: <laughs> it is sad. I think it's sad.
1: Um, like, and I sat on so many books aspects you know yeah like it's bad for the kids who don't get to experience trick-or-treating because really what's more fun than that you know you are yeah. freezing cold but you are going around with your friends getting candy you know sounds like a great time to me yeah and then also for like the poor old people in their homes who are just mm-hmm. waiting <laughs> like thinking about that actually makes me want to cry so many stories Um. (laughs) of
0: of uh, like older people and even i've seen people like in their 20s or like their first first time homeowners and they're sitting outside for hours
1: i know and they have the good candy like full-size bars and they're like we're gonna be the house of the year you know like everyone's gonna want us and then they don't get any trick-or-treaters yeah it's so sad yeah and and
0: I, i honestly I so so the trunk or tr- the trunk or treat thing, I think, is a good idea in some aspects, like thinking specifically for disabled children or mm-hmm. just kids who may have issues doing, you know, actual trick or treating. So at least yeah. it gives them an outlet to
1: Absolutely. to kind of
0: do that. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and during COVID, obviously, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Although, I guess, I don't know, is trick or treating bad for COVID? I mean, maybe I maybe if all the kids are wearing halloween masks then it's okay.
1: Yeah. Every costume
0: needs a mask. Yeah. Uh yeah, <laughs> anyways. <laughs>
1: yeah, that that's the regulation. Yeah. Uh <laughs>
0: um so so like in those cases it it totally makes sense, but I I don't know. I I didn't think that there was a lot of discourse about how dangerous trick or treating was. Like if that if that's the main impetus yeah. Because I feel like there there's a there's a couple of things going on with this. There there's that reason, which is what mo I would say most people who defend the trunk or treat thing um would say that it's because of safety. Mm-hmm. Um just because that's kind of the easy answer. Yeah, Uh I think there's the other thing going on is kind of parents' laziness.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking that too.
0: Where yeah, we could either take them around to a bunch of streets and communities, so they can go door to door, and then we have to, we have to walk, and they have to go up to the door, they have to say a thing, and then we got to drive some more, and so mm-hmm. the parents are thinking, why don't we just do all this? We can get it done in twenty minutes, thirty minutes, yep. an hour, yep. whatever, and then just go home, and I don't yep. have to drive around, and I don't yep. have to talk to a bunch of random people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the second thing, and then the third thing that I that I really think. Is going on with a, a lot of this is that it's about it's about control and it's about power because mm-hmm. the other thing that i think we're seeing a lot with with parents of the the modern day is that there is a lot in a lot of entitlement around their kids and there is a a a lot of concern quote unquote over the things that their kids uh, are having access to in, in schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Th- again, it ties in with, with the whole kind of groomer narrative and, and, and stuff like that. But it, yeah. th- I feel like there's just a general societal concern over the, this quote unquote safety of kids, mm-hmm. but it's much less about actual safety and more so about them controlling the things that their kids are seeing and hearing and doing. Um, and and having them in an environment where they're under constant surveillance, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, the constant surveillance for sure.
0: I, which, I mean, you know, some kids,
1: especially those
0: under a certain age, need constant surveillance. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I, I don't see an issue with... I went around trick-or-treating at, at 12, 13, year, 13 years old with just friends in kind of their own neighborhoods and there was never Mm -hmm. any kind of there was there I feel like there was never it didn't even cross my mind really that there was a risk involved in doing that you know what I mean
1: yeah no me neither I feel like sorry no go go ahead ahead. (laughs) no all I was gonna say I feel like this comes from um like the the quote-unquote you know safety aspect of it um, the parents who are spewing that um, probably also spew like, "Oh my God, guys! Like you have to check your kids' candy. Like yeah. they're hiding drugs in the candy. Yeah. You know, like, like no, they're not, dude. Like come on, like they're literally <laughs> yeah. not. They're not doing that." The logic um, behind
0: that has has always confused me. The drugs, <laughs> too. Ma- razor blades. You know what? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. drugs. Yeah. Why?
1: If no one is giving your kids drugs. They want them for themselves. Yeah.
0: Exactly, like, <laughs> and they're not gonna like. Even if they had some kind of nefarious plan, they giving them out on Halloween. They have no way to track, yeah, that kid down. Every single kid that they drugged, it's uh, just gonna be kids that are strung out for a yeah. for a, a day. You know, I, know. I don't think I anyone mean... gets a kick out of that.
1: No, no, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's very weird that this has kind of happened.
0: Yeah. Now I will say the check and candy thing that was that was definitely a thing when we were,
1: oh, definitely, when we were definitely.
0: kids, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and in comparison to trunk or treat, I think that's way less bad. <laughs> obviously. Oh, yeah. yes, definitely, uh, definitely. Um, but it, I, I I agree with you in that I think it's definitely a part of the same, uh, just
1: like the controlling parent, yeah, vibe, you know, yeah, of...
0: yeah, and yeah, and
1: and there there needs to
0: be a balance that that's mm-hmm. always struck, and I and I think also for for your you know you know traditions come and go and 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 that's whatever but uh i think trick or trick or treating is something that's almost you know universally loved by yeah. ki- kids and and just society in general there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot of people who outside of maybe like crazy evangelical christians who <laughs> <laughs> who who have an issue with, with yeah. trick or treating or and yeah. i and I feel like it's also it's it's it is a kind of a Halloween in general feels like a bit more of an inclusive holiday in terms of yeah. the big ones in, in Western culture. Yep. So, so it is kind of, it's that one time a year where kids do get to do something that's like a, about them and, yeah. and this is their night and, mm-hmm. and, you know, just for parents to take that away from them because either one they're too controlling or two they they couldn't bother to actually take them out properly trick-or-treating it's just
1: i know it's so yeah. sad yeah I, do I you think... have any trick-or-treaters
0: we did not okay but yeah. we I weren't <laughs> yeah we, we weren't necessarily uh expecting to have any
1: yeah uh, obviously
0: yeah. We're, we're in an, an apartment building so yeah so not many uh not many kids would go around to do that um yeah I know there are there are there's like a family that lives kind of uh, a couple of doors uh, next to us, and so I was kind of I was kind of hoping that they would they would stop by because we were ready we were we're we're still stocked yeah with with (laughs) with, uh, candy to give out yeah Uh, but but yeah we weren't we weren't expecting any really we just wanted to have it on hand just in case and I was thinking about uh, just putting putting the bowl outside and and saying to take some Mm -hmm. just in case they like weren't gonna do it i don't know we could probably still do that honestly but yeah uh but no we didn't get any um i've heard that that uh, there's i mean there's pockets where there's still uh, a lot of trick-or-treating going on like i know uh uh, jenna's aunt got over 300 trick-or-treaters so
1: oh my god no yes (laughs) (gasps) yes oh my god that's crazy
0: yeah so uh it's still alive wow. and well in in some areas of, of
1: yeah
0: of st john's and of the world but
1: yeah yeah and i feel like probably like i did see a few people like in town complaining that um they didn't have any trick-or-treaters but i feel like most of the complaints i saw were from like bigger cities um yeah. you know yeah, still very very sad. I think
0: All it's right. sad and and hopefully we we hopefully this doesn't become like the new norm for the holiday. I hope not. And I also think if 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 trick or treating goes away and it needs to be replaced with a different tradition, please god let it not be trunk or treat. <laughs> Cuz I I think it's the worst. The name yeah. is bad. It centers car culture again. And it just it's so uh, Suburb it's such a suburban White mom yeah. Tradition and oh, it, yeah. ne- it needs To it needs to die
1: mm-hmm. I totally agree Yeah it could re- you know whoever came up with that is like Oh my god I'm so smart yeah. And you know that they're a white suburban mom Yes
0: yeah Oh, there's I guarantee there's so many Etsy signs for people to stick on the back of their cars definitely, for trunk or treat. Oh man. Definitely. In that in Little, that same like, like fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. But why
1: can't we just decorate our homes like normal?
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. When we were when we were a real country, we just decorated, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, we decorated our homes, not the trunks of our cars. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh my so god. Stupid.
0: Well, you know, maybe it's just good economics now. People, you know, you can't afford homes ever any anymore, so you just decorate <laughs> so you your car. Just,
1: so you live in your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: we're it's gonna be all trunk or treat because none of us are gonna be living in houses.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's just gonna be cars where yeah. homes used to be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what a sad world we're coming to. I
0: know, I know.
1: Um, but why? that's why
0: we're here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> To talk about uh, how how sad our world is getting. Yeah,
1: yeah, on um, in in all aspects. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: in war and in treats.
1: And in war and in trunks. Exactly. <sighs> well,
0: <laughs> uh, having said that, I I think that brings us to the end of the podcast for mm-hmm. this week. So, um, so, so thank you, anyone who uh, is listening to this to our fan in brussels if you're still out there shout out to you
1: yes shout out (laughs) to you
0: um and we will be back uh sometime very soon with another episode